0: 543 Midweek Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for waking up with us this morning. Kevin Martell back in the big chair this morning after Sarah Mills was in yesterday. Last day of January today, although you wouldn't know it. Feels like it could be the last day of March, last day of April even. As you heard in the news with Andrew Shepard, 23 records yesterday set across the province. And we're talking all across the province, by the way, too. West, east, south, even north, and everywhere in between. Regina was included in that, getting up to 10.2 degrees, breaking the old records, from 1931 of a flat 5 degrees. Maple Creek, 21. (laughs) And just to, to compare that, Orlando, 19. It hit yesterday. This time of year, everybody's taking warm vacations, try to escape the cold. Well, hey, instead of flying to Orlando, you could have uh, driven down the road three hours from Regina to Maple Creek and had warmer temps. And by the way, uh, I was, what, on the 14th of January, so roughly two weeks ago, Maple Creek was at minus 42, a 63 degree difference in just a matter of weeks. Environment Canada says a mild Pacific air mass continues to give us Warm temps, records for those. We'll see if we'll break a record today. Plus five in Regina. Eh, It'll be close. Just looking at uh, some of the data from Environment Canada. Highest temperature says 8.9. So yeah, we might have to work a little bit uh, to break any kind of record today. That's at least in Regina. Who knows (laughs) what they're going to experience in Maple Creek today. As I mentioned, yeah, a lot of people are on holidays this time of year. I'm not there yet. Close. Of course, Greg's on holiday. He's back next week. It's making me feel like I want to take a holiday, even though it's nice right now. And usually this time of year, it's much worse. Um, You know, I I, I want to go somewhere. It won't be until the end of next month where I'm in Vegas. And speaking of Vegas, you see this? Say goodbye to the Tropicana. Tropicana. My pants, my heart. Yeah, it opened in 1957 before the old Stardust even, but the landmark along the Strip is being torn down. It'll close April 2nd. I mean, there's really not much happening there these days. It's outdated. Saw some recent video of it on social media. It certainly looks rough. Seems like the party has moved off now. Competition, as you know, is stiff in Vegas. Some of those other resorts worth several billion dollars. It doesn't seem like they reno casinos and 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 resorts to any major degree usually they're just like ah it's just we'll just tear it down we'll build another multi-billion dollar casino that's not exactly what's happening there this time though yeah they'll tear it down but Tropicana is being demolished to make room for a one and a half billion dollar stadium which will be the home of whatever team name they decide they're going to call the Oakland Athletics. Oakland's relocating to Vegas. And uh, so, yeah, they'll have a new, and you know Vegas. They're going to make what, this $1.5 billion stadium just the the best thing you've ever seen. And that stadium will open in 2028, but there's still time to go to the Tropicana if you want. Take a look around. And we might stop there next Next month when we go. Just have a quick little peeks. See uh, just how old and outdated it is. And uh, yeah, it would be the first time and the last time. I'll be the Tropicana. Be be the greatest, be the 551 still to come on the show this morning. We'll talk to the Saskatchewan Snowmobile Association and get the executive director's thoughts on... The weather on the warmth. A lot of people like the warmth, but at the same time, some people are begging for snow for their winter wreck activities. A box of rare sports memorabilia is now up for bidding on what's being called the most valuable piece of unopened material that's ever sold at auction. It was discovered in a Regina home. 980 CJME's Jillian Massey has that story for us this morning. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, has become the greatest of them all, the
1: leading score in the history of the National Hockey League. Who would have thought that a scrappy NHL newbie would now have one of the most valuable rookie cards? There are only a few mint condition Wayne Gretzky rookie cards out there, but a discovery of a case of 1979 OPG hockey cards might change that. It comes from a Regina home where a stack of boxes has protected it for the past 45 years. As the son of the family says, it stayed there because they're just a trading card kind of family.
0: My dad would have bought two cases in 1979 and he usually got my sister and I as kids to uh, actually sort. He would have opened one of the cases and my sister and I quite routinely sorted them and he would trade those sets with uh,
2: other, other people.
1: He says it was time to start selling off some of his dad's hockey collection.
2: My dad was downsizing and which is why we had to start going through the house to, to find out what was there.
0: Um, And it's just a matter of of not just disposing of that box, disposing of of a lot of the other stuff he has, uh, just from a space issue. And and that box was sitting there. We didn't even know that specific box was there. Uh, But when we found it and and I reached out to the auction people, they were very excited because it's apparently, you know, one of a kind.
1: When Jason Simmons, the sports consignment director with Heritage Auctions, got a photo of the box in his office in New York, he thought he won the Stanley Cup.
2: Mm -hmm. I believe my response to the text message was, "Oh my God."
1: Simmons says this is the only known box in existence.
2: This is the biggest single item I've ever I've ever
0: brought in. It's uh, remarkable. It's going to be the most valuable piece of unopened material that's ever sold at auction.
1: Simmons says the case contains multiple of the great ones rookie cards.
0: The big card is Wayne Gretzky's rookie card, his 1979 OPG hockey rookie card. Um, you know, obviously
1: Wayne Gretzky is the one of the greatest, if not the greatest hockey player of all time. And this is his best card. And frankly, this is the best hockey card. Heritage Auction sold one of Gretzky's rookie cards in mint condition for almost four million dollars. Simmons says the case should have between twenty five and thirty cards that look like they have come straight out of the factory.
0: It's completely unique. It's it's the holy grail of hockey cards. Um, and that's not you know, overstating it really is the holy grail of hockey cards.
1: In Regina, Jillian Massey, 980
0: CJME. 6.13 on your Wednesday morning. Last day of January for another year. Scotch tape was first brought into the market on this day. January 31st, 1928. Where would we be when it comes to wrapping Christmas presents without trusty old scotch tape? Do what you will with that information. Impress your friends. Scare your friends maybe a little bit. You can tell them you heard it on the radio. Uh, We're asking, based on that, on the CJME Morning Show Facebook page, what everyday product could you not live without today? Uh, Something of the comments. Toothbrush. Soap. And several of you saying toilet paper. Yeah, I could uh, agree with that. Some people out there couldn't live without chickens. City Council meets today. They're talking about hens in your backyard. Now, there's a motion on the table, and the motion reads Part one that the city of Regina work with interested stakeholders to draft a bylaw permitting a two year backyard hen pilot project commencing. This summer, summer of 2024, in which at least three and no more than six hens, no roosters, will be permitted at 20 locations across the city. Residents involved in the pilot will incur all expenses for keeping hens. So that's part one of the motion. And part two that upon completion of the two year pilot project, the city administration will conduct an evaluation of that pilot and bring a report to council with recommendations. Now it was this past November where we talked to Amy Snyder about this. She's been a main pusher of having chickens in your backyard.
2: I know, I know that people have chickens. <laughs> yes, and and this is one of the arguments we're making for creating a pilot project to um, test out a chicken, a backyard chicken bylaw. Uh, at the moment. Uh, I believe several homes have chickens, and those chickens are unregulated, unregistered, unlicensed. So, for instance, one concern people raise is with avian flu. Um, It's not very common for a small backyard flock. We're talking, you know, four to five, six birds to be at risk of that, but it can happen. Um, at the moment if if there were an outbreak, a serious event of avian flu. People in the city uh, would not be on any kind of contact list. Were there a bylaw in place and people with chickens had licenses and they were registered, then the city would be able to contact everybody who has licensed chickens and inform them of what's happening and tell them, you know, steps, measures they need to take to protect their chickens from avian flu.
0: Well, they'll also be talking about housing, not just the chicken coops, but uh, regular old housing, how to remove some of the barriers out there, the red tape, and get more houses built in the city. City councilors going over, well, those two and some other issues at their meeting a little bit later today. I'm
2: so
1: long,
2: and I am lifted. I am, I am when I'm up I can't get down. Can't get down can't get level 6:20 on your get Wednesday
0: morning. A little bit later this morning, we're expecting the latest uh, GDP, down. how our economy is doing in Canada and Saskatchewan. Those numbers will come down from Statistics Canada a little bit later this morning, seeing where we're at on some of the big stories that we're following this morning. You're hearing it in the newscast. Another member of the SAS party is resigning because of a police investigation. This time, it's Moose Jaw, Wacomo MLA, Greg Lawrence. This was the breaking news from late yesterday. We now we don't know a whole lot here. All the SAS party has said on this is that Lawrence handed in his resignation yesterday because of an active police investigation into what they call historical complaints. Now, what kind of historical complaints? That we haven't been told, other than these complaints aren't related to his duties as an MLA. Now, our newsroom is trying to get more answers from the SAS party, the premier police. Lawrence isn't completely gone. He's out from the party, yes, but will still serve as an independent. Now, before this, we already knew he was not running for re-election the upcoming provincial election. So in a matter of months, towards the fall, Lawrence will be done anyway. This is the second SAS party resignation in the last few months after cut knife Turtleford MLA. Ryan Domiter also resigned following an arrest and charge in connection with a human trafficking investigation, and that right now is still making its way through the courts. And speaking of courts, four more players from Canada's 2018 gold winning World Junior Hockey team are now charged with sexual assault formally. Lawyers for Calgary Flames for Dylan Dubé, Flyers, goaltender Carter Hart, New Jersey Devils players as well, Michael McLeod and Cal Foote, confirmed the charges yesterday and say their clients would plead not guilty. Now, former NHLer Alex Formanton, we told you, surrendered to police in London, Ontario from this past weekend. We told you about the, on that on that day and on Monday morning on the show. His lawyer also confirmed the Swiss-based athlete was charged and would also plead not guilty. The alleged group sexual assaults reportedly happened in a London hotel room after a Hockey Canada gala in 2018. Police are expected to provide an update on their investigation coming up here on Monday. So some of the questions that we still have, we are going to have to wait. I know I've seen some legal experts say that this could take a while yet before this potentially goes to trial. I've seen some estimates a year away, potentially. Now, we know the five players had uh, taken leave of absence from their team. They didn't all use the same reasoning, though. I do believe Dylan Dubé talked about a mental health break, uh, and the rest had cited personal reasons. So for the four of them still in the NHL, their clubs are going to probably lose them for a, a while, if not for good depending what happens in the court case and again more answers expected on on Monday from London police.